Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States of America. Delighted to have you with me today. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. You can text the word Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. Follow me around the Internet and get the podcast, the live stream, the show notes, all that great stuff. Um, uh, well, let me start with the, the happy stuff first. Uh, my wife pulled the UPS truck. She did not pull her back. She pulled the truck. 25 feet, 18,000 pound UPS truck. Now, I, I got to be really honest here. I'm just going to lay it all on the table for you. So we're in Woodstock, Georgia on Saturday for the strongman competition. And there are a lot of people there. And not a single person recognizes me. Now, normally that's not an issue for me. I promise it's really not. But here, I'm like in, in what in Radio Land they call P1 listeners. This is prime territory for listeners to my radio station, my flagship station, WSB. Not a single person. Not a single person. I'm like, oh gosh, what are my ratings gonna be? This this isn't a good this isn't a good thing. I mean, in Radio Land, it's, it's all about the ratings. And when nobody recognizes you, there are a lot of people there. Well, <laughs> so at the end of the day, uh, we're packing up to go. My wife has pulled the UPS truck. Several people came up and spoke. They had left me alone all day. It was very kind of them. I was starting to get a little paranoid, though. i got to admit it. I was like, geez, Erickson, your ego. Good Lord. But at the end, what UPS uh, had a lot of volunteers there. And one of the, their lead volunteers comes up at the end of this day, uh, taps me on the shoulder, says, I don't have to wait till Monday to find out if your wife pulled the UPS truck. Nope, he was there for it. I, I, I was glad people were there and, and cheered on my wife. She, she It was, it was a, a kind of a wild day. It started at 10, and, and at 5 p.m. it was still going on. My son was exhausted, so we left for it, and all the events were, were over uh, for my wife. But she pulled the UPS truck 25 feet. She carried a fire hydrant, like 180-some-odd-pound fire hydrant. She, she couldn't get it to the end, but she carried about five feet. And all these odd objects she had to carry, a tire axle and, and um other stuff, it was it was just kind of a, a neat thing to watch her do. And her deadlift is getting dangerously close to mine. I'm at 315, and she had to do a basket deadlift. They kept throwing tires in this thing and got it up to close to 300 pounds. Now, it was a little less than that, actually, the way the thing worked. But I'm like, I got to start working, getting my deadlifts uh, further than that. I got to get up to 400. But she did it. She came in six out of seventh, which was fine. This was her very first time. She knew there was something she couldn't do. But she she wanted to give it a try. She didn't come in last place. She came in second to last, but she was fine with it. She had a good time, and that's she's highly competitive. And she was afraid that if she couldn't win, she wouldn't have a good time, and she'd be miserable. And she wound up just enjoying it so much she did it. So uh, thanks for all the prayers. My wife, my wife pulled a eighteen thousand pound UPS truck that had flames painted on the side of it. I was very impressed with her. Now I'm even more scared of her. Now we can move on to the other stuff that I've tried very hard to get out of my mind. Uh, you should know. And again, I don't. Th these these are the things that you wish you don't have to talk about, and yet you do. Hamas baked babies. They put Jewish children in ovens to kill them. Now, you know about the University of Pennsylvania. The University of Pennsylvania is struggling with all the anti-Semitism on campus, and it came prior to Hamas's invasion of Israel. 
A month before Hamas invaded Israel on October 7th, the University of Pennsylvania had a uh, Palestinian book fair. The lead speaker at the book fair that the university administration defended went all death to the Jews. It wasn't just about Israel, death to the Jews, Palestine from river to sea, all the, the genocidal rhetoric against Israel. It is now confirmed that Hamas threw Israeli babies in ovens and turned on the ovens to kill the babies. A scene out of Nazi Germany playing out in Israel by Hamas. And the keynote speaker of the book event at the University of Pennsylvania tweeted, did they use baking powder? That was his tweet. More precisely, let me make sure I've got it precisely quoted. No, no, here, here's the, this is the reporter, Dovi Ufini. A baby was found in an oven baked to death by Hamas terrorists, leading Israel first responder Eli Beer recounted to a gathering last night. His group was among the first to respond to and witness the atrocities. And the speaker at the University of Pennsylvania event tweets with or without baking powder. Now, I want to play for you some audio from Judith Butler. Judith Butler is a progressive gender studies professor at the University of California, Berkeley. Listen to this. Um, uh, similarly, I think, uh, yes, uh, uh, understanding uh, Hamas, Hezbollah as uh, social movements that are progressive, that are on, on the left, that are part of a global left, is extremely important. That does not stop us from uh, being critical of certain dimensions of um, both movements. It doesn't... Um, it doesn't stop those of us who are interested in nonviolent politics from raising the question of um, uh, uh, of whether there are other options besides violence. Um, so again, uh, a, cr a critical, important engagement. I mean, I certainly think it should be entered into the conversation on the left. I similarly think boycotts um, and divestment procedures are, again, um, uh, an essential component of any resistance movement. Hamas, Hezbollah are social movements that are progressive, that are on the left, that are part of the global left. That's what she says. What we're seeing coming out of college campuses and some high schools in this country should be really deeply disturbing to all of us. The anti-colonialization ideas and colonization ideas that are being taught in high schools and colleges in this country, it is a propagandistic ideology. It is, it's not factual. Uh, Simon Sebag Montefiore is a historian. Let me, let me, he wrote a lot about Stalin. Let me read you this quote. Decolonization is now the authorized version of history in many of our schools and supposedly humanitarian institutions and among artists and intellectuals. It is presented as history, but it is actually a caricature, zombie history with its arsenal of jargon, the sign of a coercive ideology, as Foucault argued, and its authoritarian narrative of civilian uh, villains and victims. And it only stands up in a landscape in which much of the real history is suppressed and in which all Western democracies are bad faith actors. Although it lacks the sophistication of Marxist dialectic, its self-righteous moral certainty imposes a moral framework on a complex and tractable situation, which some may find consoling. Whenever you read a book or an article and it uses the phrase settler colonialist, you are dealing with ideological polemic, not history. My point here is that if you live in a red state, you can fight back on this. In California, they're going to require 
history students in high school learn about colonialization and anti-colonial efforts. They're going to indoctrinate high school students with propaganda. But if you live in a red state, you can push back on this. Your state legislatures can flat out refuse to fund universities that teach intersectional degrees of victim studies like women and gender studies, queer theory, uh, African-American studies. You can get your state legislatures to block funding for universities to teach those programs. You can pressure boards of regents controlled by Republican governors to do the same thing. You can and should fight back what we're seeing in uh, the march of the, uh, the protests on the streets in the United States on college campuses should show you that there is a way to fight back and you should. There is no reason your state government needs to fund victimization degrees like queer theory and women and gender studies that turns out a bunch of pro-Hamas terrorists into the streets of America chanting death to the Jews. But it goes beyond that. It goes to the public high school level. Your state controls the standards taught in high schools. If your high school system and teachers are teaching anti-colonial doctrine, colonialism doctrine, 1619 studies, you can defund it. You can require that standards be taught to tell the truth of Israel, that it is not some colonializing, colonizing regime. You, you can require that the truth be taught. Many states, particularly Republican states, have had a very hands-off role when it comes to education. They're scared of the media blowback. They're scared of the education blowback. They should seize this opportunity to fight back. They should seize this opportunity to require that school boards teach actual history, not ideological Marxism. California is going to force high school students to learn the colonizing propaganda of the left. They're going to force kids to learn history, world history, through the lens of colonizing and anti-colonial efforts. They're going to force it. Why don't you in your red state force the opposite? Show that it's propaganda. Show that the world is more complex. Show the truth of Israel, not a colonizing European force, but a persecuted people returning to their homeland that itself was colonized by people we call Palestinians. The Palestinians are actually the colonizers. But because left-wing Marxism views the world through an intersectional lens and Palestinians have darker skin than most Israelis, they're the ones presumed to be the victims. You don't have to settle for the status quo. If you are a Republican legislator, you can force the defunding of institutions that teach gender theory, queer theory, and colonization uh, ideology on college campuses. If you're a Republican in a legislature, if you're a Republican on a board of education, you can forcibly change the history standards being taught. The left has been doing so for so long. We're seeing a bunch of kids coming out of the woodwork who turn out to be anti-Semites because they've been indoctrinated in their public high schools and their public institutions of higher learning. It's time to fight back. It's time to force the truth. It's time to stop as a conservative, as a Republican, taking a hands-off view of history teaching. The West won. After World War I and World War II, the Western World Order won. And the Marxists who lost embedded themselves in institutions of learning 
and took the idea that history is written by the winners and turned it on its head and allowed the losers to write the history that kids are being taught now so that they can turn on the Western ideals and the Western values that have upheld and kept the world peaceful since World War II. It's all coming unraveled by these Marxist propagandists who took over the seats in the academy and taught the future teachers of America how to hate the West. There's no neutrality here. You have a professor at Berkeley saying Hamas and Hezbollah are part of the progressive movement. She teaches queer theory and gender studies. You, Republican legislators and Republican voters, can ban those victimization degrees from your college campuses because you control the power of the purse as the legislature to refuse to fund this crap, and you control the boards of regents in Republican states that have trifectas, governor and legislature, being controlled by the same party, and you can shut it down, and you should bear witness to what's happening across the country right now with rabid progressives marching to the streets, holding up the Palestinian flag, calling for genocide against the Jews, and realize... If not now, when? Want to be on the show? Hello? I I love your show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. Livestream, email, and social media links by texting Eric to 33777 now. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The full number 877-973-7425. Kamala Harris is trying to reboot yet again. This is what the, the fifth or sixth time Kamala Harris has tried to relaunch her likability tour. And well, it's interesting. Uh, the question and response asked by 60 Minutes last night. Great progress. Considering what you are laying out as your achievements, mm. you have the current front runner for the GOP, Donald Trump, facing, what, 91 criminal charges? I've lost count. Yet, the Biden-Harris ticket is running neck and neck with Donald Trump. Why are you not 30 points ahead? Well, I'm not, I'm not a political pundit, so I, I, I'm not going to speak to that. But what I will say is this. When the American people are able to take a close look at election time on their options, I think the choice is going to be clear. Bill, we're going to win. Let me just tell you that. We're going to win. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but we will win. You say that with such conviction. I have no doubt, but I also have no doubt it's going to be a lot of work. And everyone's going to have to participate. This is a democracy. <laughs> wow, she doesn't have an answer for it, nor for her personal likability, why it's, it's on the decline. Uh, they got real problems. It is true. It is very true that when you dig into the polling, what you find is that a lot of Democrats who wish he wouldn't run again and Kamala Harris would be replaced, they get radicalized by Trump and they show up in large numbers if, if Trump's the nominee. Uh, Republicans have to keep that in mind. Trump mobilizes a whole lot more Democrats probably than, than Republican independents. But at the same time, the economy sucks and it's probably going to get worse. And that's going to help Donald Trump. That's going to help Donald Trump a ton if he's the nominee, and it's looking more and more like he's nominee for reasons I will get into in a little while, uh, that the Haley DeSantis slugfest only helps Donald Trump, which makes it very likely he's going to be the Republican nominee. And the Democrats have economic headwinds blowing against them. 
If you've had economic headwinds blowing against you and you're looking to save some money for your business, you may want to consider doing business with Vision Computers. They can save you some money and give you great, great customer service and tech support for your technology. Not only that, they can build you your laptops and desktops if you've got PCs. They, You tell them what you need, they can build them, they can save you money, you're, you're doing better than the generic one-size-fits-all big box store computer, and then they service them. So you get a phone number from Vision Computers and you can get answers from them quicker than a Google search. They'll answer in 15 seconds or less, it'll be an actual human being, and they will actually walk you through what's going on. They can even remote into your computer and fix it. Now listen, if you don't have Vision Computers, computers, if they didn't build your computers for you, but you want their tech support for a small annual fee, they'll do that for you and they can take care of you just like they take care of their customers. It's fantastic service. We use them at our house. Uh, they're great. Never had a problem. They always answer the phone. Visioncomputers.com is the website. Visioncomputers.com. But anywhere nationwide, you can also call them 404-COMPUTE. 404-COMPUTE. Ask about the Eric Erickson Special. You won't see it on the website, but call 404-COMPUTE. Ask about the Eric Erickson Special. Let Vision Computers save you some money and build your great computers. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. If you want to be a part of the program, the phone number is 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. Operators are standing by. Either way, I do need to thank you all for not filling up my inbox over the the podcast for Friday show being delayed because uh, Philip was taking his week long birthday celebration and Charlie was in the woods killing animals. He was unsuccessful in that effort, however. But he'll be, I'm sure, taking another day off soon to go kill, attempt to kill stuff again. But I appreciate the lack of emails about where's the podcast. I had one friend of mine who's listening right now who texted me, where's the podcast? Like, did you not listen to the what I put up on Friday? I was like, oh, I assumed that was just for Friday. It's Thursday, Saturday now, and it's still on. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm glad you guys wanted. All right. Um I, I gotta I I gotta talk about something unpleasant. And I really do mean it's unpleasant. I want a real break. I love y'all. I do. Uh, the last several weekends and this upcoming weekend are, are I'm traveling. Uh, we did my wife's competition this Saturday. This coming Saturday will be in Louisiana for my dad's birthday. Uh, I am going to take off Thursday afternoon after the show and go hit some golf balls. Haven't had a chance to do that. I gotta, I gotta find a way to decompress. Three weeks of talking about this awful stuff in Israel is starting to weigh on me, and I can tell it. I can, I can feel it. The latest is that Hamas threw Israeli babies in the oven, in ovens, and baked the, at least one, baked a baby to death. At Yale, they ran an op-ed in the student-run newspaper, and the student-run newspaper appended an editor's note at the end that contrary to what the op-ed says, there's no proof that Hamas raped women or beheaded men. I've seen the videos. They don't care about the truth. They care about making Hamas look good. For the longest time, all these people 
who chanted pro-Palestinian slogans like river to sea? I just assumed they were stupid. Now I know they're evil. They knew all along. I mean, it's very clear they know now. and They don't care. You have American kids at American institutions of higher learning calling for genocide against the Jews, claiming that what Israel is doing is genocide against the Palestinians. They don't know what it means, and, and they have gone down the road of simplistic thinking and moral equivalence. There's no moral equivalence here. There is no moral equivalence, and you do need to understand that there's no moral equivalence. Some of you may want to delude yourselves into thinking there's a moral equivalence, but there's not. We're confronting a real evil. And it is Hamas that uses civilians as human shields. I got to tell you, I mean, somebody who even gets this is Hillary Clinton, of all people, one of the grown-ups in the room on this issue. People who are calling for a ceasefire now do not understand Hamas. That is not possible. It would be such a gift to Hamas because they would spend whatever time there was a ceasefire in effect rebuilding their uh, armaments, you know, creating stronger positions to be able to fend off uh, an eventual um, assault by the Israelis. So we're in a very different world. I don't think it had to be the world we're in, but that's where we are, and we've got to figure our way uh, forward through it. She's right. She's absolutely right. Then you got Jared Kushner on Fox News talking about the, the, the insane anti-Semitism on college campuses in this country compared to even Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so it was a very interesting time to be over there, and I've been there many times before. Uh, one of the ironies is that uh, as an American Jew, you're safer in Saudi Arabia right now than you are on a college campus like Columbia University. Um, I spoke. Yeah, Columbia University has gone all out saying it absolutely uh, the, I mean, you've got professors at Columbia University defending Hezbollah, calling for uh, the elimination of Israel. People have lost their minds. And they lack any sort of moral clarity on what's actually happening. This is Ron DeSantis speaking at the Republican Jewish Coalition in Las Vegas over the weekend. And what we saw is the personification of evil. That's what it was. And I just think about, there's a story that uh, I was told where you had an IDF reservist who had gotten activated, uh, and so he, met, he missed uh, the Brit Mila of his son, so they had to do it over Zoom. So he's there on Zoom, on the phone, and he's uh, pronouncing the blessings as that's going on, and then at the end he offered a concluding prayer. The prayer thanked God for giving him the life to see this moment, even though it was under less than ideal circumstance. And I just thought to myself, doesn't that just tell you the difference? Israel values life. The Hamas terrorists worship death. Don't tell me there's a moral equivalency here, because there is not. There is no moral equivalence. A friend of mine 
He put up a Twitter thread, I, I, and I need to read this to you. It's, it's, it starts with the movie Downfall. You know, you know Downfall, even if you don't think you know Downfall. Have you seen the memes and the videos on, on YouTube of Hitler, and he's in the bunker, and they're telling him, my, my, my Fuhrer, we, we, we couldn't get your iPhone. We, we tried. Uh, or what? They, they've got all sorts of different ones, and he loses it. That's Downfall, Hitler in the bunker. It's an it's a amazing movie. What my friend Chris says is, is Downfall was a truly amazing movie, simply one of the greatest of the century. But its greatest value may be showing to people who only learn from movies what a siege collapsing around a group of genocidal lunatics and their captive population looks like. Nowhere in the law of nations of which the left is so fond when the law isn't benefiting the U.S. or Israel, is there a custom or proscription against sieges destroying supply lines, or cutting communications unless one is targeting civilians. And they'll get hurt doesn't count. Yelling collective punishment is the sort of thing people who cannot distinguish between movies and reality say. It is a mark of childishness, if not idiocy. It is also a mark of being beyond treated as an adult. People die in war. Very, very rarely... Is it just the combatants? And never, ever is it just the combatants when the attacker aims at civilians and then distributes itself among them. Call of Duty isn't a how-to on war, nor is Assassin's Creed. Elite assassin squads can't be sent in to use eagle vision and super-accurate rifles to identify the bad guys and then kill them, and only them, when they hide among non-combatants. There is a lot of childlike thinking among the anti-Semites. Do you know what the rule of war is? The rule of war is how civilized nations that won prior wars agreed to conduct future wars against each other. Hamas is not a party to the rules of war. And to go after Hamas, you do have to do things like sieges and cutting communications and cutting supply lines and cutting off fuel. Hamas has plenty of fuel they won't give to the civilians of the Palestinian uh, areas like Gaza. And all of this calls of allow Israel to let in fuel, that fuel will be used by Hamas. You are willfully naive, ignorant children if you are calling for a ceasefire. You are an ignorant child and you should be called out as such, or you're an anti-Semite who wants the destruction of the Jews. You decide which you are. That's not for me. Are you an ignorant child or are you an anti-Semite who hates the Jews? Because those of you calling for a ceasefire, that is what you are. You have to pick which one you are. Because in the ceasefire, even Hillary Clinton is willing to acknowledge Hamas will regroup and resupply itself to kill more Israelis. You do not get to call a ceasefire unless you're with Hamas or an ignorant child. And what I'm learning is that many of the people I presumed were just ignorant children actually are on the side of Hamas and are evil. They actually know. They're smart enough to know. They've got PhDs and MDs and other certificates showing they got good educations, and they are on the side of a murderous regime that baked babies in ovens 
and beheaded babies and raped women and beheaded men and killed whole families. And they're on the side of those monsters and they say they're not. And when they say we need a ceasefire, they are either on Hamas's side or they are ignorant children. They should not be treated as adults worth listening to. And you should note there are anti-Semitic members of Congress who are on the side of Hamas or are ignorant children. And either way, you should not listen to them because they're either the ignorant children who should be seen and not heard or they're on the side of evil monsters. There are also those who would love to sit on the sidelines and do nothing. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican Congresswoman from Georgia, saying she's opposed now to funding Israel. She's opposed to funding Ukraine. we got too many problems at home. The problems in Israel and Ukraine are going to spill over to where we have to deal with them unless we help contain them now. Far cheaper to do so now than in the future, but it's childlike thinking. Many of you on the right are engaged in the childlike thinking of not our problem, we should just stay home. That's how we got World War I and World War II, because we allowed the children to elevate themselves into positions of policy where they could say it's not our problem, let's just close up shop, turn off the lights, put out a closed sign and say no one's here. And then the Japanese came for Pearl Harbor. There's good and there's evil. Sitting it out puts you on the side of evil. That's not me, that's Bonhoeffer. We have academics, public policymakers, and activists in the streets who say Israel is engaged in genocide after a genocidal rampage by Hamas against Israel. They're on the side of evil. These people are on the side of evil. There comes a time in life when people are confronted by horrors and they have to choose a side. And the children, the ignorant, are the ones who say, no, I don't. And there are a lot of ignorant children who've decided they don't have to choose between good and evil. They hope the evil will come for them last or not at all. The evil always comes. The question is, what do you do before it gets to you? A lot of people, unfortunately, are going to find out because they've decided to sit it out, do nothing, and say, eh, not my problem. Evil is your problem, whether you want to think about it or not. These monsters put babies in ovens to kill them. Don't think they won't come for you. In one form or another, they will. In Russia last night, they stormed an airport when word got out that a flight from Tel Aviv had landed. A child, less than a teenage boy, younger than teenage boy, probably nine or ten years old, showed up with his father to hunt for Jews. The boy carried a knife, and the reporter asked him what he was going to do with the knife, and he said, kill the Jews. In Russia, this isn't about Israel. This is about a rampant evil called anti-Semitism that is spreading and fostering in our academies, in our schools, in our institutions. So you got to pick a side, good or evil. You don't get to opt out even if you think you want to, Marjorie Taylor Greene and the rest of you. You don't. 
one of the groups that's on the side of good in the fight is Patriot Mobile, and they want you on their side. They're Christian conservatives. They support Israel. They support the Second Amendment. They support the life clause. They support conservative parents against the wokes. They want you on their side, and all you have to do is move your cell phone service to them. You go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, PatriotMobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, and you move your cell phone service to them. And then as their profits grow, their giving to the conservative causes you care about grow. You can also call them 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you, you get free activation, 972-PATRIOT. they got 100% U.S.-based customer service. They're located in Texas. They want you to do business with them, and then they will do the business of funding the conservative movement with the profits you help them grow. You get great discounts. If you're a veteran, a first responder, an NRA member, a teacher, they will give you discounts, and then they give you guaranteed great service. Using the same cell towers you're probably already using. You can go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, move the service there, or call 972-PATRIOT. If you go to PatriotMobile.com slash Eric, you can put in your house address. They will zoom straight into your house and show you how good the 5G, the data, the voice is. Go check them out, PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972-PATRIOT. When the world seems crazy, he'll keep you sane. It's the Eric Erickson Show. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Nationwide, they can help your business grow. If you're buying a building, 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 buying a franchise, reach out to them. FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. Tell them I sent you they can help any business anywhere in the United States. Matthew Perry is dead. 54 years old. The star of Friends was in his hot tub. Now, there's uh, credible speculation he might have had a heart attack, uh, did not drown uh, per se. This one hits close to home because uh, I fell asleep in my hot tub a couple weeks ago. I was totally fine. I have a great hot tub, and I did not, I wasn't even worried about it. You know, I was just comfortable. He, he just, he has struggled, struggled mightily with addiction over the years. I guess this one's supposed to hit hard for a lot of my friends who grew up watching Friends. They're like, oh my gosh. I'm old enough now where something like this is happening to me. He's still, he's older than me, but yeah, I just, he had a really troubled life. Don't do drugs, kids. That's the moral of the story here. Don't do drugs and drug use on the rise for a lot of people. But you know what? At the same time, uh, he worked very hard to not just overcome it, but he also did a lot of good and spent a lot of money to help others, uh, battle addiction and recover. He said he wanted all of that to be known in his obituary above the fact that he starred in Friends. And God bless him for that. He did a very good um did a very good thing. Spending a lot of his money to help other people come out of the struggles that he struggled with. But yeah, it kinda is a a, a thing here. I mean Friends was such an iconic show and he's the first of the of the stars of the show to pass away. Ah, makes you think about your own mortality when you're of a certain age in this country, when the stars of Friends do. And what was so weird is that show, even like my my daughter loves Friends. I, I've got, got a, a friend of mine, his son, who is 16, loves Friends and treats it like it's current show uh, and, and has binge watched the streaming of it, absolutely loved it. Um, interesting. All right, we got to move on. Mike Pence is out. He has left the stage, suspended his campaign. I've got audio from his speech in Las Vegas over the weekend where he was addressing the Republican Jewish Coalition, where he announced he was suspending. Um, also, hi to Kevin, who is listening right now live in Munich, Germany. 
on the live stream. Just, just I'm stunned by the number of people abroad who are listening to the show now online. Got a lot of people in Europe. Uh, got a lot of people in Israel listening as well, live to the show on the live stream. So when we come back, we got to deal with Mike Pence. I'll take your phone calls as well, 877-973-7425. As always, text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. You can connect with me online. Follow me around the Internet. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 